Do you know what will happen where you can get news about the Jamaican culture and just learn about how Jamaicans are doing as a yard and abroad? You get to learn a new Jamaican Patwa word or even a Jamaican phrase. I look forward to the Patwa word of the day. The Patwa word is Pasa Pasa. Word today is Taco Ram. Our word of the day is Duffy. Wang. Not like a, not like a twang, not true. I enjoy tuning in to what a go. It happens every Friday, 7 p.m. So check them out. And bye from Toronto. Dodge, Quebec, it's La Jamaica. Écoute, what a Yes, I, what a I am a big fan of Wataguan. Relevant and entertaining, so keep up the good work. Watch Wataguan. Big up yourself, Wataguan. Wataguan. Yes, I. Wataguan. Watch Wataguan. Hello, 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 everybody. What a guan. Welcome back for the 2023 season of What a Guan. And guess who's back? I guess I can't sing Eminem now. Guess who's back? Back again. Well, it's your girl, Nicole. It's your girl from Bongo Town. If you remember, it's the girl from the town within the town within the town. And it's time for what a guan. So remember, call your friend, your neighbor, your enemy. Just tell everybody that what a guan starts. So time to tune in. So I am Nicole. I said that earlier. So I'm a settler here in Treaty 7, Calgary or Mokinsis. I work with the Women's Center Calgary. And my role there is a social issues coordinator, so heavily involved in community development work. And I'm also heavily involved in the Jamaican Association here in Calgary. So if you haven't been there, we're located at um, 3208 8th Avenue Southeast. So come on, check out us. We have a nice little building and we do a lot of things over there. So come on out and check us out. So again, this is 2023, guys. Can you believe it? February is almost over and it's Black History Month also. And Wataguan is back. I'm excited and I hope you, everybody's also too. And I want to give a special shout out to all the folks listening over there on Fresh FM London. Yes, darling. It's London or should I say might, right? So I'm going to work on my London accent. So for those who are listening on Fresh FM, they can hear me. You know, you understand? You can hear me like an accent. So also, what are going to do big things? 2023, uh, big, big things are going. So what are going is now available as a podcast. And you can find us on Podbeam, Google, Amazon, iHeart, Play FM, and all other major podcasting um, platforms. So remember to check us out. You can also connect with us at on our website at www.wataguan.ca. So that's www.wataguan.ca. 
Again, February is Black History Month. And this year, the theme for Black History Month is Black Resistance. And today we will be focusing on the topic of honoring the past and building the future. And we'll be talking to none other than Assistant Professor Marva Ferguson from Mount Royal University that is located here in Calgary or Mokinsis. And she will be chatting with us in just a few minutes. But before we go any further, this is my absolute most favorite time of the show, and it is Patwa time. So in this episode, in this segment of the show, we'll be sharing a Patwa word or a Patwa phrase from other than none other than the beautiful island of Jamaica. And today's word is mumu or miu miu. Yesterday was the first time ever see or hear the word here. I want to know so which part may come from down a bongo town. We have a special brand of patua, but that one in a rich bongo town yet. So what I want you folks to do is to Tell me the word. It would be nice if I can hear. I, I'm not going to be able to hear the, the pronunciation if I'm saying it right. If it's mumu or miu miu. So please write the, the word. Tell me what it means and put it in a sentence. Let me hear it because as I said before, never hear before. So I have no clue. So please tell me. All right. We want to engage with you more. So ensure that you know, live up the, the, the thing by dropping comments. You know, keep the comments coming coming so the thing can be lively right so since what i go on is just starting for 2023 but if you want to know what we're doing at 2024 follow us on all the different um social media platform so we're up on the facebook we're up on the gram we're also on youtube linkedin and we'll have website so again in order to make the thing go even more national than it national like follow subscribe to all the things then right so remember check us out all right so now it's time for us to share some things that is happening across canada so some upcoming events so down there in winnipeg the afro-caribbean association of manitoba will be hosting a black history Poetry Slam on Sunday, February 26, and that's located at 253 Watt Street in Winnipeg. The event is free and it starts at 2 p.m., so check it out. Here in Calgary, the Caribbean Association of Calgary will be hosting a Black History Month celebration on Saturday, March 4th at the Thorncliffe Community Center, and that is located at 5600 Center Street North. And that starts at five. The theme for that is honoring the past and building the future. That is also a free event. So please check it out. Another event that is happening here in Calgary is the ethnic fest, the ethnic, sorry, festival of arts and culture tomorrow. And that's happening February 25th at Telus Convention Center. It starts at noon and will be featuring local acts plus. Queen of Soka, none other than Alison Hines, and that should be good. Um, Ghanaian dancehall sensation, Samini, and Grammy Award-winning artist Donald Ray Johnson. So if you want to get tickets, go to Ethnic Festivals, and Ethnic is E-T-H-N-I-K, so ethnicfestivals.com for tickets and for also more info. 
And just for a little tops and news from Dungayard, <laughs> the little tops and news from Dungayard, that the local government election that has been postponed to February 2024. So if you want to go home and vote, you can plan your, your vacation during that time and go home to vote. Now, stay tuned for a local advertisement. Okay, so the Jamaican Association of Montreal is hiring a coordinator for their footstep program. That role will help to create and offer activities for children online and in person. The perfect candidate should have studied and have experience in social work and a daycare setting. If you're interested, call Diane at 438 390 for more information. All right, so now another favorite part of the show for me also is time to Ola Lika Reason. And we're going to be doing that with none other than former Prezi himself, Mr. Donovan Simon. So it's now time to Ola Reason. Welcome back to Wataguan. Good to yeah. see you. Uh, nice energy and all the rest of it. Uh, we're going to talk some things today because it's, it's Black History Month. Yes, it is. And uh, forward to the discussion. We'll, we'll get into some other things. I mean, there's lots of events happening, so hopefully the people uh, watching the program will go out. If you have not gone yet, mm -hmm. uh, February, February soon done, uh, that they go out and watch, participate, uh, support the things. Uh, more importantly, truly celebrate Black History. Oh, I'll get into that a little bit. So I'm going to do a little reasoning with, 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 with Mava and... I'll come back later. We can go on. Yeah, man. Right? Cool. Have a good conversation. Cool. Uh, folks, greetings. Welcome back to uh, another year, another season of, of Watagua National. And we want to especially welcome those who are listening to us on Fresh FM London and whoever is going to consume our podcast wherever you are. Uh, today we're going to be discussing Black History Month, but primarily focused on a, on a theme that's the Caribbean associations here in Calgary are looking at honoring the past and building on the future. And it's my pleasure to 
to invite uh, Marva Ferguson to, to join us as we discuss the topic. Uh, Marva, welcome to Wataguan again. Yes, uh, yeah. Thank you, Donovan. I was really enjoying the conversation that was happening earlier, um, especially about the word mumo. Because, um, I mean, it's a familiar word. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to Nicole, and she said she doesn't know what mumu means. <laughs> but, uh, it's a word that I've heard. And as a matter of fact, I had a neighbor, a neighbor who uh, we used to refer to her as mumu. Her, na her name was Mrs. Martin. So um, I used to hear it as a child. And also, I just want to take the time to congratulate you on a new season of Wataguan. I think that you have been doing an excellent job in um, commun communicating with the rest of the community. So good work. Uh, I appreciate that and thanks for the support. And you know what, it, it, is, it is important mm -hmm. that we started the new season like we did last year in Black mm -hmm. History Month. Black mm -hmm. History Month is celebrated in North America in February. So let's put that in context. It, it's celebrated in other places. In fact, in the UK, it's in October. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, I, I mean, we, we should start the conversation Mava, around the, the need and the value and the benefits of celebrating black history. Like mm -hmm. what, what's your take on, on the need and the value of, of celebrating black history? You know, and it's interesting that you're asking that question, because um, oftentimes I will get the, the question as to what's behind um, Black History Month. It's a month of the year that or, it originated in, um, in the States. And it was in 1926 that Carter G. Woodson, and I'm reading here, who launched a week-long celebration of Black history in the United States. And then in 1976, President Gerald Ford officially recognized uh, Black History Month. And thereafter, it was accepted in, the um, in Canada, the Netherlands, and the United Kingdom. It is very significant because it is one month out of the year that is put aside or is, um, is uh, used to honor the work and the, the history of Black people. And I think it is important that we also take into consideration that, you know, our lives um, happen every single day of the, of the year, but it's one month that is set aside to honor our uh, black, is, black history. Do, do you think the community, and in this, when I mean community, you're talking about the black community. Mm -hmm. how, how do you assess the level of appreciation for this month of, of recognition and celebration? You know, it's interesting that you ask, uh, ask a question about how do you go about assessing, um, you know, the interest and the activities. What I have noticed in the last, um, I've been around in Canada for over 30 years, which is, for me, that's a very long time. <laughs> Um, and uh, there was a time when there wasn't a lot of events. And now I do appreciate that you can't just use events as a measurement, but it's probably the only thing that we have. And I have to go back. We probably can't use it, but it is a source of engagement 
where we find that a lot of organizations now are asking for facilitators. They are asking for speakers. Right. They are wanting to be part of this process, which probably never used to happen. Yeah. And we often go back to the the event of what happened to Mr. F uh, what happened to Mr. Yeah. Floyd. Yeah. But we need to also recognize that there was Black history before that. We are all very sorry that um, he died under the circumstances, but we also recognize that there seems to be a level of, uh, how should I say, consciousness, a level mm -hmm. of awareness where we are recognizing and speaking out more. Most of us never used to speak out. True. And our voice have been amplified in the communities around uh, Black history you and Black consciousness. Yes, there, there is increased awareness. There is increased consciousness. And I, I totally agree with that. Mm -hmm. But is it across the generation? So do you see that, you know, in the in the seniors, in the youngsters, in the, you know, all the different generations? How, how would you assess that? Okay, so let me let me take a step from um, back and talk about where I sit. Mm -hmm. As an educator, I am seeing the younger generation speaking up more about the absence of information related to who they are. Yeah. Students have said to me uh, over the years, we can't use this textbook because of the language that's been used to describe uh, Black people. Right. So I would say that they're speaking up uh, more. But however, there is a part where we also need to have them more involved in associations, in um in community activities. Mm -hmm. And I would say that there needs to be a combination between the younger folks and the uh, older generation. And I have to be very careful of how I say older, <laughs> because I don't really have another word that I could use. But I, I wanna say that uh, for the seniors that they have a history. And the thing is that I don't think that we have done enough to say thank you. Mm -hmm. I don't think that we do have done enough to even record their work, their history, and what they have done to contribute to the development of Calgary and the rest of Canada. Yeah. I actually was watching 60 Minutes last week, Sunday, because that's the day that we get 60 Minutes. And 60 Minutes is a US broadcast that talks about uh, different social issues in, in the United States. And they were talking about Black history. And what this woman was saying is that they're now trying to get the stories of Black people in the community, um, people who have been around in, in the United States for a number of years, people in mm -hmm. sports, people in medicine, people in the arts, so that they can archive their story, their verbal stories, and yeah. we can use that yeah. as a form of training yeah. for the young people. It's interesting you say that, and I, I want to put a plug in for those watching, because one of the things we're going to focus on this year on Wataguan mm -hmm. is Windrush 75. 
the, yes. the, the 75th anniversary when you know the big ship sailed from the Caribbean and capturing some of those stories across the generations. In fact, next week, we're going to start our first of many of such discussions. So it's interesting that you bring that into the whole multi-generational view of Black history because we need to capture these stories. We need to capture it and share it so that we can pass down some of the, the, the good things because sometimes there's this tendency, I want to get your take on it, that Black history only contains bad things. The history is all horrible, <laughs> which are not, not true, don't. Yeah, you know, and um, over the last few weeks, those are some of the comments that I've heard. Like, you know, you will be in an interview and you ask about um, the negative. And it's time that we talk about the stories or support the stories that have contributed to our growth, our development, and who we are as uh, individuals who um, are successful in the different spheres of our lives. And you talk about Windrush, and I had my grandmother who actually was part of the Windrush, and there were family members who were involved. And that, that story is not uh, really written down anywhere. And so when you uh, you made the comments that, you know, there are so many stories that have gone, um, you know, is probably just repeat, just parts of it that's repeated in the family. It needs to be told in a way that it 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 is stored. It can um, be used as a form of education because typically, what happens is that we hear the stories of other individuals in the community, and we respect that. We we honor that. But we also have our own stories that's, that needs to be told. Right. The people who came here in the 1950s, they, they, uh, the educators, those who were teaching, those, yeah. those who started a business, because <laughs> it's because of the work that they have done. And the fact, too, that they stood up to different groups who did not want us as Black people here, because that's mm -hmm. something else that we sometimes don't talk about. We don't recognize that Black people were not expected to be part of the Canadian society. They, as a matter of fact, there were policies implemented that said no Blacks were allowed. Yeah. The porters who were uh, working on the um, CP rail, the, the women who came as domestic workers, the men mm -hmm. who worked as farm workers, those are some of the stories that I don't even know if it's captured anywhere. And if it is, it should be uh, uh, positioned in a way that we can hear more of it and we can use it as a way of starting dialogue. And part of that is why what I go on continues, folks. Our stories, our experiences, that's our tagline. So we can collect them and share them around. Uh, one of the things happening in Calgary, uh, our own Black History Month is, is, a, is a, an event on the 30th. Should have seen it earlier when Nicole was talking about it. Uh, I want to get a little bit of detail around that, Mava, from you, because Mount Royal University has connected with the community on events like this. Let's talk a little bit about the event and, and the involvement of, of Mount Royal. So um, 
a few years ago, just start with the history, um, when I started teaching at Mount Royal University, I observed that in social work, there was an absence of, um, you know, act full participation of anyone in Black history. And I thought for social work of all courses or all profession, we need to have a voice at the table. And so uh, we, um, we, we submitted a paper, we asked for funding, and I also uh, connected with uh, individuals in the community to say, you know what, there comes a time, there's, the time is now right. that we start to have um, events featuring uh, the Black community in terms, and especially the Caribbean community in terms of having this event. And so over the last uh, five years, and we have to take into consideration that we have had COVID, we're still living in COVID, but uh, the, we, we, um, the Mount Royal University contributed to the development and organizing of Black History event. And so on March 4th of this year, we'll be having the, uh, the event and the theme is Seeds to Roots, Honoring the Past, Building the Future, where uh, we'll be taking the time to honor individuals who have contributed to the development of the Caribbean uh, communities here in Calgary. And with that, of course, is a look also on the future. So there's mm -hmm. this fusion in the event around all the people who came way back when when you never need a visa. And <laughs> yes, yes. You yes. also get that invitation letter. Yes, right? yes. And you came and you made it happen to, mm -hmm. to some of the things that I suppose the youngsters today wouldn't even appreciate. We were talking about earlier how technology has transformed, you know, the appreciation of certain things. Uh, how is the event focused on, on bringing that fusion and displaying it? And, that, and that's an excellent question. So what we'll be doing, we're going to be feature, uh, focusing on the past. And this is so very important that we also look to the future. So the young people will also be part of that event. And what we're actually planning, uh, because, you know, we always have to plan events, that next year, the focus is going to be on the younger generation. So yeah. now we honor the past. We honor the people who have been here. We honor the work that they have done. They have worked in the community. They have contributed to education. They have contributed to business. They have done work in health. They have uh, done so many things. They have also advocated for changes in policies in the way how uh, Black people have been treated here right. in Calgary and also in Canada. There are lots of people who have marched. And it's not just about marching, but uh, have sat in boardrooms or sat in meetings and spoken up to say, you know what, you have a policy, but it doesn't include me. It doesn't include my mm -hmm. community. And so you really have to think about what this policy means when you talk about everybody. So those are some of the things that we need to, to start thinking about and honoring. And so this event, Seeds to Roots, these are the individuals who came here, planted the seeds, 
and we are the beneficiary or beneficiaries of the work that they have done. You always hear the phrase, you know, standing on the shoulders of mm-hmm, those who mm-hmm. have been there before or standing beside them or um, honoring them. There are so many different ways that we can say it. And that's the intent of this event. Uh, l- l- let's segue into the impact of Black History Month celebrations mm-hmm. on, on social issues. You know, we, we, we touched on it a little bit earlier. Uh, you know, the story of George Floyd made the news and it did the rounds. Mm-hmm. But the issues, the issues remain, Mark. Right? Yes. Uh, how do we build on this through celebrations like these to, to, to bring more voices, to create more policy or to create more change as we move forward? Yes. So here's what I have seen and I've, I know about. One of the, um, some of the activities that um, have been going on is that we have invited individuals in the community, people who are in the industries, whether it's from the police, whether it's from the city, from the university, to sit around the table and to really hear and have an understanding. Now, this is a lot of work. It's not going to happen overnight because you sometimes meet upon resistance. You have the questions, uh, you know, well, we have done A, B, or C, so what's the problem? So you have to keep knocking on those doors, having the dialogue, and actually we have uh, started to see fundamental changes where um, members of the Caribbean communities are invited to, uh, to meetings, are consulted on um, uh, different areas. And I can speak, for example, to education where, you know, I have been asked about the integration of uh, teaching and learning in education uh, around why is it important that whenever we are developing policies that we think about social justice. And by the way, social justice is not about race uh, only. Social justice or Black history, social justice also has to do with so many different aspects of our life. Uh, Poverty, uh, abilities, disabilities, uh, issues around uh, LGBTQ plus issues that we we have to have those uh, uncomfortable discussions, uh, a dialogue around spirituality and why we don't talk about spirituality, which is a major factor for Black people in this community when Mm -hmm. it comes to uh, coping with difficulties. But of course, you have to think about uh, where we are, where sometimes it is, you know, we are a secular society. So Mm -hmm. we don't talk about uh, spirituality or Christianity. But you know what? Those are the fundamental pieces that have contributed to uh, people coping with difficulties and um, it is uh, the, the, the piece that they reach out to when they mm-hmm. need, need help. And, and we have to apply our bias. Everybody. Yes, we, we all have biases. <clears throat> we all have. We all and have. Especially Jamaicans. Those are some core pieces to our culture. Oh, right? yes. Oh, yes. Uh, and, and, you know, many of our communities have centered around some of these very things that we're, we're still fighting to get recognition and acceptance mm-hmm. of, right? Mm-hmm. 
All right, listen, let's talk a little bit about the future. Time is a ticking and we're going to be done here in a minute. Yes. Uh, how, how do you see this celebration and the need for celebration influencing the place of minority groups in particular, especially in places like Calgary, uh, Canada, that I still feel we're going through this evolution of recognition? Ah. Uh. That's a very good question. Look, I've always said, um, let me just back up a little bit. I was teaching a class, a few, uh, I think last year, and uh, I, in the class, I decided that I was going to do a historical presentation on uh, black people in Alberta and across Canada. And someone piped up and said, again? And I stopped and I said, I want us to talk about what you have just said and what it means to individuals in this class who are racialized. And uh, I use that as a context to say that we have to keep talking. Mm -hmm. We have to continue the dialogue. Sometimes it feels hard. And we also have to encourage each other because right. it is difficult work when it comes to not changing somebody's mindset, but to, to talk to them about the history that we have gone through, what we have encountered in the different workplace, and why we have to look at policies that have been instituted or um, that's been institutionalized over the years where some of us are not accepted or most of us are not accepted in the major institutions or organizations. Mm -hmm. So I will say that... Um, Sometimes you have to do 90% of the work before 10% uh, change. But I sense and I feel that in the future, we have a lot of work to do. And the only way that we are also going to do that is also to involve the young people mm -hmm. in terms of, because I find that some of them are very, very angry and they have a right to be. Yeah. They have a right to be because, I mean, they don't see themselves in the classroom. They are treated uh, disrespectfully out in the, the in, in social environment. But uh, we can harness that anger and, and turn it into an opportunity where we start to have those difficult conversations and work through to, uh, to make changes in the society. Yeah. And isn't that part of the messaging that we have to continue, though, Mava? Because... You know, mm -hmm. it, it, it's a journey. It's been going on for hundreds of years and and no, nobody said it was going to end tomorrow. Uh, but but the thing is, we can't stop. No, it's, we can't. It's incremental and we, and we cannot stop because the system that built itself is not trying to undo itself. No, and, and, I, some, and you made a point a while ago that we can't stop. But I'm going to be very honest with you. Sometimes it can be tiring. Yeah, Sometimes it can be overwhelming. 
but we uh, and that's part of the reason why we need to reach out to each other so that we can support each other because we cannot do this work alone. And we also have to acknowledge our non-racialized individuals who have been there to support us over the years. Because we sometimes feel that, oh, it's only us Black people doing it. There are lots of people in the community who are, have recognized mm -hmm. and have seen the discrimination. They have seen the unfairness. They have seen the bias. They have seen the judgment and they've heard it. And their work and they are willing to come to the table with us and be our allies. And we need to recognize our allyship and use it um, uh, uh, collaboratively to make changes in the community. Yeah, well, we're almost done, but I want to just remind people, if you're in Calgary uh, on the 4th of March, so that's next Saturday, uh, starts at five o'clock, it's a free event. It's at the Thorncliffe Community Center. I even hear that there's refreshments near the end. Yes, there is. Yes, yes. Black, black, black people event have have food. Is that, is that thing? Oh no, you have to have food. Come yeah, on. Yeah, we, we, we have to do the food thing. But people come out if you're in Calgary. Join the discussion. Join the activity. Build on it. Seeds to roots. Honoring the past. Building for the future. Uh, one last question before I let you go, because uh, you're a part of the academic setup. Uh, mm -hmm. Curriculum. Mm -hmm. How, how, how do we get more of the celebration of black history into what we teach on, on a daily basis, especially in the tertiary institutions? You know what we need? We need people like you. We need people in the community. When we establish uh, committees and when we have events, because you know that there's also another event that we're having, because we are going to be talking to Dr. Brad Clark. Mm -hmm. uh, and one of the discussions that we're talking about is the uh, conversation on ra uh, journalism, racial reckoning. And you know why? Because there's so much negativity about Black people in the media. And he wrote that book, A Conversation on Racial Reckoning. And he does broadcast studies. So I'm going to be uh, picking his brain and asking him about, um, you know, the inclusion or non-inclusion of uh Rich, uh, uh, black people and how they are pro uh, projected or how they're represented in the media. So to come back to your question, these are some of the things that we, uh, questions that we need to start asking about people who write about us. What is it? What's your intention? What do you um, want to, what's the benefit for you from write, for writing? When people come and do research, what's the benefit of doing the research, especially mm -hmm. when they come to the uh, the uh, the black community to take the information? Does the information come back to us? Those are even some of the questions. But to, and to come back to the curriculum, the curriculum is going to have to change. And even if it's mean, mean one voice, two voices, there has to be some changes because what we're seeing is the rep, uh, reproduction of too much neg negativity and too much stereotype. And right. we don't want to be on page uh, 200. That's the last page of the textbook. We need to be at the beginning. We need to also be in the middle. We also be at the, uh, uh, the information need to also be positive to talk about the things that we have been uh, 
um, achieving over the years. Yeah. Not about yeah. the problem, because yeah. typically, whenever you're seeing the uh, textbook, it's always about the black community and the problem. No, that needs that needs to change. And and we have done many a great thing. So, folks, if you're in Calgary, like I said, you're invited to come out to the to the event on on the fourth as we you know, move from seed to roots and work our way through as we honor the past and build on the future. Uh, Mava, always a pleasure having you on Wataguan. Thanks for what you do. Thanks for bringing Mount Royal along to join in the, with the community to, to bring out some of these messages. And as always, take care. Walk good. Before, before, we, before we're done, though, I have a minute. Uh, Mava is from Jamaica. And uh, earlier, uh, we, we, we were having a discussion about discussion about where in Jamaica she's from. She's from a little town. If you if you're from St. Mary, it's called Labyrinth. Metropolis, please. The, uh, the metropolis of Labyrinth. But she said it's not Labyrinth. So Mava, help us understand how to pronounce it's, it's Labyrinth, L-A-B-Y-R-I-N-T-H. And it's near to Gale. And you have mm. to go through Labyrinth to go to Otrius. So please, it's quite the metropolis, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Mava Ferguson from Labyrinth in St. Mary, Jamaica, assistant yes. professor at Mount Royal University. We appreciate uh, you taking the time to join us here on, on, on Wattagwan. Take care. Walk good. Okay. My pleasure. Take care too. Bye-bye. Folks, another event, another day as we reason. We'll be back in a moment. Well, why are these trouble people done about? I'm mean, not trouble people. May I bring out a message that you wanted to send? <laughs> but yeah, I'm but, sure Mama is the only person who spent time for pronounce the T and H. No, but my tell Mama said, we're not, we're not use H for that, Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't use H for that. But, but it's, a, it's a good reasoning, though. It's a good it, was reasoning. A, it, was a, it was a very good reasoning. And it me, me like the fact that you mentioned, you know, that oftentimes when we think about black history, we always go to the suffering and the, the victim. Yeah. When I tend to look on the, the, all the good things, the many, 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 many good things. And I'm hoping in the conversation that you're going to be having about Windrush, that we'll get to hear how folks from the Caribbean, and, and I'm not Caribbean, I'm Jamaican, how folks from Jamaica go over to England and help for properly build infrastructure and build a society. So it would and be yeah, nice. Yeah. I, I think it's part of the messaging that we have to get out there, that when, when we talk about ourselves, right, there, there is the opportunity to, to have a balanced perspective of great things, great achievements, yeah. and also struggle and challenges, right? It is not just about, you know, slavery and struggle and depression and oppression, right? And all that. Yeah. Like. So if, if we can get that across to the generations, then we can make it happen. Right. right? Definitely. Definitely. So, yeah, so we'll keep that going. We'll keep that going. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. 
All right, listen, I'm going to leave you for, for, for finish up your thing. We'll be back again yeah. to do it. All uh, right. Welcome back to Wataguan. Yes, welcome back. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, thanks, yeah, man. All right, folks. So I hope you all learned something if you didn't know much. And again, just to reiterate what Donovan said about the um, activity that we're having on March 4th, please go out and support the thing. You know, all the Caribbean associations are coming together to have to celebrate Black History Month. So Seeds to Roots, so remember, at Thorncliffe Community Center here in Calgary. Chuck Sunday, good evening to you. Yes, very good discussion. I totally agree with you. It's always nice to hear, um, you know, the history and hear the stories that associated with Black history. Um, Luke the boy. Well, all right, Luke the boy. Very engaging and powerful message. Assistant professor and cousin from Jamaica. Yes. Oh, are you, are you actual real, real cousin or just your makeup cousin? Um, oh, Marley Lewis. <laughs> That's my son. Happy birthday, Mali. Best show ever. Yes, it is the best show ever. All right. So is there any comment about the word of the day? Mumu or Mew Mew? Somebody, we really need somebody if you pronounce that word there properly for me because we really want to know if I write it in my essay. So nobody, okay, so it's Mumu or Mew Mew. Mumu, I figure a Jamaican, so Mumu. Derives from both the Yo, oh Jesus, or Iwi, an Akan language, just like in Jamaican patois, it is used to describe a dumb or foolish person. Lord Jesus. So now I have to go make up so Mumu. So I maybe I can say, no, see, boy, a big old Mumu. You have to put, you have to put uh, an exaggerative word before it, one, one adjective, right? Before it, to describe it. So big old Mumu. Or as somebody in the background is saying, stop acting like a mumu. But in, yeah, like a foolish person. So remember, if you never learned something, nothing today or any other time, you learn a new word today. Mumu or mew mew. All right. So that's the Pato word of the day. And remember to join us for next week's show as we talk about Windrush 75. We'll be looking at a generation of stories with Miss Marilyn Tapper. So I'm thinking that is going to be a very good conversation to hear how, you know, Caribbean folks contributed to the development of, of the model of the, what you call it, of England, London. So, right, in the 1950s, many Caribbean people sailed over. Then time they, I guess it, you never have much play ride. So regular folks like us went on the, the boat, right? So join us next week. It's the 75th anniversary. And we'll be looking back at an era of struggle, opportunity, and wolipa, 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 and triumph. So we'll be having a good conversation with, I wonder if Miss Marilyn will join us from London. So we can probably pick up some accent. So remember, check us out. Remember to join us and come back and, you know, share the thing with your friends. Also, again, check us out on our different social media platform. Connect with us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and on the website. And all of those things are on Facebook. It's What a Guan. Take out the A out of what's so it's W-H-T. And Guan at 
two A in Aguan, double G A A N. So connect with us and share, get people to subscribe so what Aguan can be truly national. Remember, we're now showcasing on Fresh FM in London, right? So we're really at the thing wide. So help us to make it go even further. So again, this is your girl from Bunga Town saying, what good? See you next week. Oh.